Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let's start here uh, with, uh, you know, really, I think, you know, I'm going to put them in because it's only fair to, but, you know, it's obvious. And let's leave the Eagles aside. Uh, You know, Dallas and San Francisco set themselves apart this weekend as far as the NFC goes, as far as their defenses and their, uh, you know, from San Francisco was really all around. From Dallas, it was really specifically defense. What performances by both those teams against pretty good solid, well, you would think going in decent ball clubs, borderline playoff teams, and both on the road. And what the Cowboys did, they obliterated the Giants. Can you imagine being a Giant fan who spent hour upon hour, uh, and this is not John Mara, who, you know, gets there at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, has his Coca-Cola, you know, has his catered lunch, he's got his drivers, sits in his suite. Now, this is the poor slob, uh, you know, and and the Cowboys own the building anyway, but, you know, this is um, almost like the Chief fan with the Lions, who are or took over Kansas City on Thursday night, but this is the um, you know this is the poor slob, the Giant fan, who you know spent hours getting to the stadium in terrible weather, rain and everything else, spent a fortune for their tickets, and then see the garbage that the Giants gave them yesterday, and really having nothing uh, to cherish. I mean, having Cowboy fans in your face all night, getting soaked, and literally being out of the game six minutes in. I mean, I, I mean that is a... And then, then you got to work Monday after a four-hour commute home. I mean, I, I don't know how in the world... Why people would ever go to these games, I have no idea, at night. But if you're a Giant fan, to sit the garbage that you saw yesterday I mean and to sit through that and to pay all that money to be a season ticket holder and have Dallas walk in there and basically take your clothes off again which is what they always do at the Met, at MetLife I mean again you're not John Marrow who's got a nice light in he's got the 30 screens he's in his suite you know he can see you know it's like the Air Force One you can sleep in it and relax a Coca-Cola a little vodka tonic Johnny you know he's in good shape now he, he, these, these are you and me poor slobs out there who venture, you know, on that north, that freaking godforsaken Jersey Turnpike and figure out a way to park the car, sit there all night, and then have to get out of there. And at least the park driving out of there wasn't that bad last night with the weather and the fact everybody was dispersed re- relatively quickly because it was such a blowout. But, I mean, that is a rough way to go. But let's give the Cowboys credit. That was a tremendous, tremendous performance. Forget their offense. And their offense, there's going to be a point in the year where Dak Prescott and on offense is going to have to go 80 yards in a big game. Big game. 80 yards, whether it's the Eagles, whether it's San Francisco, whether it's a postseason game. That offense is going to have to go 80 yards in a big spot uh, you know, to make it happen in a, in a huge scenario here. They're going to have to do that uh, to make it all worthwhile from a Dallas perspective. I don't know if they can. I'm not a huge Prescott fan. We'll see about McCarthy. I mean, you know, they're winning the game yesterday. You know, the, I, New Canaan High School could have been better against the Giants yesterday. Did the Giants go through a training camp? I mean, what did Dable do? I mean, you know, and, and Brian can hang around the Belichick and Nick Saban coaches speak all he wants. That was a horrendous, horrendous performance by the head coach and his team. I didn't show up. I give Dallas credit for it now. Dallas, to a certain degree, their defense was awesome. You know, Micah Parsons, he's probably better than Bosa. He's probably the best defensive player in the NFL. I don't know if it's even, again, I, I like Bosa too, but, you know, 
know, the way Parsons roams around, you don't know which way he's coming from. I mean, he's, you know, I hesitate to say this. He's a little Lawrence Taylor-like. And, you know, his, and they got a, you know, very good secondary with Gilmore and Diggs. I mean, this is a hell of a team. That defense, now listen, they've had trouble stopping the run in big games. You know, two years ago, San Francisco in Dallas in the postseason rushed for 169 yards. I mean, they had a lot of trouble stopping the run. So let's not make the 85 Bears quite yet, but I mean, the bottom line is they undressed the Giants, uh, and that was as that was a mugging at MetLife. I was an uh, I mean, he turned the game off at the half. There's nothing to watch. I mean, I turned the ball. I I, I was off. I, I he could have turned it off before that. I stuck with it for five minutes in the third quarter, but I mean, you know, I didn't want to. Say, so I I figured I leave it on. Collinsworth can put me put me to sleep with his nonstop chatter. Uh, so I kind of did that, but I mean, th- there was nothing to watch, and that again. The Giants were undressed uh, in that building. That was as bad a performance as you ever can have. And, you know, it's 50-50. Half of it's probably Giants, seven sacks of Jones. And the other half of it is the Cowboys, whose defense is superb. You know, uh, for this day and age. Now, again, it's not the defenses of yesteryear because, you know, you can't stockpile players with free agency and everything else. So it's a little different. But considering the rules are so offensive-oriented, and for that defense just to dominate like they did, that's a great performance. And I'm going to throw San Francisco in there too because the Niners' performance yesterday, a game that I watched and I took. I took Pittsburgh in a game. Thank you, Hank Gola. Uh, that game yesterday by the by the Niners, I mean, see the Cowboys see the, see the Cowboys it really wasn't about their offense. They didn't do a whole hell of a lot of offense. It was about special teams and the defense. You know, it's special teams at the block field goal. That's one touchdown. Uh, the interception return touchdowns, another touchdown. That's, four, that's 14 points right there. So and they kicked a million field goals. The 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 Niners. It was really an all around performance. Purdy was wonderful. I mean, Ayuk caught two touchdown passes with Patrick Peterson, and then their defense after that one hiccup at late in the first half dominated the Steelers. And the Steelers and Giants are kind of you know they're kind of the same. They're built from the same cloth. You know, essentially, they're you know they're basically the third best team in their divisions. Pittsburgh might even be a little worse than that because who knows how good the Browns might be. But that was an awesome performance by both those t- franchises. And, you know, they might be headed for a collision course uh, along with Philadelphia in the NFC. We all knew as the season was, uh, you know, getting us going here, we all knew that these there was going to be a huge drop-off in the NFC off the three best teams. We all knew that. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You don't have to be, you know, uh, one of those endless personalities on these pregame shows. I mean, speaking of pregame shows, I mean, how many guys can Sean McManus put on a CBS pregame show? I mean, it's James Brown, it's Boomer, his Nate Burleson. Oh, let's forget about his Phil. I mean, my God, now we're going to throw um, uh, Watt in. I mean, how many guys are you going to have? I mean, Boomer, I mean, it's my get 20 guys. I mean, you sit there all day to say one word. I mean, it's a, a guy, give me a talk show. Let me say something. I mean, with Brown and Boomer and Burleson and Watt and, and Phil, you got nothing to do. I mean, uh, no wonder Phil loves coming on our shows. I mean, I, I mean, my God, it, I don't watch the pregame anyway, but you don't have to be on the pregame uh, to tell you going into the season that 
uh, Dallas, San Francisco, and of course the Eagles were far and above the uh, everybody else in the NFC. Detroit, you know, based on what we saw in the first week, you know, and I'm not going to go Rams yet. Detroit, what you see in the first week, and give Brian from Jersey credit on the Rams because he called us on Friday saying, you know, let's not just write them off so quick, and he was right on that. So give him credit for that. But I mean, those three teams look to be so much better than everybody else, and the Eagles weren't great yesterday, but so much better than everybody else, and that was just a, 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 a real undressing, and and San Francisco too, same thing with them, I mean, it wasn't quite as imposing with the final score, and the weather made it worse in New York, you know, it really looked dreary for the Giants, uh, and you know, Pittsburgh though, for the most part, didn't have a lot to work with, they had the one drive, and uh, McCaffrey then goes 80 yards the next play, and that takes care of that, I mean, they beat them offensively, they beat them, uh, you know, they beat them up physically, defensively. And the thing about San Francisco is their offense looked good. You know, Ayuk, Samuel, I mean, they got a good, I mean, Purdy looked very, very good. He didn't miss a beat. He played really well in the game. Dallas, it was really about their defense. And some special teams, but it was really about their defense. I can't get a read on McCarthy's play calling, and I certainly can't get a read on Dak, and I don't trust him anyway. So, I mean, uh, you know, Purdy, I don't know. I have to trust Purdy because I've never seen him play poorly. Every time you see him, he's out there playing good football. Whether it's postseason games against Seattle or the Cowboys, last year against the Eagles, you can't you can't even count that. He got hurt. He was out of the game uh, without owner issue with his uh, with his elbow. But boy, San Francisco and the Cowboys, oh, they were just unbelievable. Uh, you know, and an incredible performance by the Cowboy defense. And again, one more thing: if you're a Giant fan, if you're a season, I'll tell you something. Here's what I would say: if you're a season ticket holder to these games. Why anybody would venture out at night on a Sunday night or a Monday night, Thursday night, all right, you know, your Friday's an easy work day, I guess, but why anybody would wait around all day, drive to a stadium, miss the four o'clock games, sit out there and eat pork chops, you know, in the parking lot at six o'clock, venture in half in a bag, see garbage, and then, you know, wait around with commercials and then get back in a car, sit in a parking lot for hours and then drive home and get home at two o'clock in the morning and then wake up the next day for the 715 train. I, I, I you know, you're better than me. I, I would not do that under any circumstances. And the same thing goes tonight for the Jets. I mean, why anybody, the game's on TV, it's right in front of you. You can see all the replays, you can go to bed as soon as the game is over, you can lay on your couch, you can have a little uh, tailgate if you want in your backyard, have your buddies over, have them out of there at the half, and it's so much easier. Why anybody would want to venture out to a stadium, especially for the night games? Bad enough in the afternoon, 425 is no picnic either, but why anybody would want to venture out, I have no idea why you'd want to do that. At least at night, there's only one game, there's no other games you got to worry about. The daytime, you miss all the other football. Boy, I tell you, I'd never do it. Never. And last night, those poor Giant fans who basically uh, spent eight hours to see three minutes of football. The first drive. Uh, this is a disaster. Now, as far as the YouTube thing is concerned, the only thing I don't like about it, and I wish I could scream and yell, I don't like the fact that you can't pick the four games you're gonna, you want to see. Yes, we had Eddie Erickson come up, and he organized the television set, so I did get the in-market games on my little four 
picture thing. So I saw San Francisco and uh, Pittsburgh, and I saw the Cleveland-Cincinnati game, the two games that were televised in New York. I had them in my little boxes after some panic early, and I called Eddie at 12.30. Eddie should have been at my house yesterday for the money that I pay him and the fact that I, you know, basically, <clears throat> Eddie, uh, he should have been. It, uh, Did we resolve the issue? But we resolved <laughs> the issue, and I figured out how to get to the top picks, and I got it. And so by 1 o'clock, I had the four-game selection. Now, you like to have all – You would, I think the one thing we would all argue with, you'd be able to – you'd like to pick the four games. Not have them pick the four games for you. You'd like to have uh, the opportunity to pick the four games. Now, if you have the YouTube, the four games you had a choice of yesterday, for instance, at 1 o'clock, you had these two combinations. You could have gone Carolina, Atlanta, San Francisco, um, and, and Pittsburgh, the Viking game with Tampa and Cincinnati, and then the other four were Washington and uh, Arizona. That was one. Um, I forget the other three uh, at one o'clock. Uh, Washington was one, and the other three, Indianapolis and Jacksonville was another one. So you had those two sequences where you could have chose chose from, but you can't see all eight at the same time, and you can't pick the four. Let me see this, this, this. No, you can't do that. They give you the four that you can pick, that you have a choice of. That's not ideal. You don't love it, but you know uh, you got the four screens there. It's not that. I have even me and every, and Jimmy Trainer texted me yesterday. I guess he got a lot of calls saying, "Is Russo okay with this?" And I uh, everybody was worried that I would not be able to figure out, but I did. So I was able to watch the games relatively properly, relatively properly. And then at the four at uh, at, at four o'clock at the end of the day, I went to the Miami game solo with the Chargers. I, I, because that was a very, very good 11 minutes. That was a very, very good game. Big offense. So I didn't see really the end of Philadelphia, New England, but you had Philadelphia, New England, Chicago and Green Bay, and the Chargers and the Raiders, and you had another game that wasn't... I think the Miami game wasn't part of the mix. But anyway, you can't get only four at a time. And yesterday there were five 4 o'clock games. So from that standpoint, because you had Seattle and the Rams. So it was a little dicey from that standpoint. But it's workable. You can, de- you can deal with it. It wasn't the worst thing, even with my Samsung television set. It wasn't the worst thing. Uh, but the Dallas defense and San Francisco's dominance were overall were the two big themes I'm taking away from yesterday. We got a lot of little themes all day, but those are the two big themes. Uh, and again, I said it all morning and late last night. Did Brian Dable run a training camp for the Giants? What did they do? We, we killed the Jets for hard knocks, but at least we, if we watched it, the Jets did practice a little bit. Did the Giants practice? Did they do anything in six weeks? Because if they did, it wasn't exhibited yesterday at 8 o'clock at night on NBC. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.